episode is brought to you by Squash Clothing and Sugar Life. Welcome to the Overly Excited Podcast, hosted by Jack Watts and Dale Sidebottom. Two friends with a passion for life, learning... And all things that get them jumping out of their seats. <laughs> Alrighty, welcome to the Overly Excited Podcast. We're back, baby. Um, it's been a big week. We're going to wrap up our little chat with Mallow from last week, Dale. Um, I know I, I, got, I certainly got a lot out of it and uh, have already put in place a few little few little tweaks to my weekly routine, which have already helped me, which is great. Um, and then I guess we can just have a little chat, catch yeah. up and see how we're going. But um, yeah, how's your week been? Uh, good, mate. Good. I've actually, oh, to be honest, how do you always say good? Um, I've had a real bad earache and I think it's because obviously flying back from Saudi Arabia, it's three flights, it's 24 hours. I was super jet lagged, come back and everyone's sick in my house. So my ear, I haven't been able to hear for like two weeks and I was like, I didn't go to the doctor. I'm like, you know what? You know what? I'll I'll get some drops. And then they didn't work. And then Brie goes, my wife goes, oh, um, if you put olive oil in it, it, it works. Anyway, she got in the syringe and shot it in there. And I thought it was nearly going to come out the other side. I'm like, what are you doing? Anyway, this was yesterday. And uh, last night I had to do like a big talk for 45 um, psychology professors at La Trobe University. So very smart people, um, particularly for a battler from Shepherd and that struggled <laughs> to finish year 12 and just scrape my way through uni with mum's help. Anyway, as I'm speaking, I couldn't hear what was going on in the room and I'm like, what's going on? I had olive oil dripping down my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And how's it feeling now? So I did go to the doctors yesterday and the doctors, what's in your ear? It's severely infected. I still can't hear. Jeepers. Um, yeah, so I'm on antibiotics and anything, but uh, yeah, probably... What I'm telling you the story is, go to the doctor. Go to the doctor. Oh. Stop being so proud. Oh. I just thought I'd go away. I kept trying to blow. <laughs> I've been yawning heaps and blowing my nose. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> oh. And yeah, don't put olive oil in your ear. Yeah. Like it just keeps coming out. Even the, my pillow this morning is all crusty of olive oil. So anyway, that's uh, that's my week, mate. What about yourself? What have I had? Uh, well, my house settled, as we were just speaking about. House settled on Wednesday. So that was one of the great... Great feelings. Well um, done, mate. Well done. Yeah, it was it was good. Um, got a little bit carried away on the Wednesday night. I had a few <laughs> bottles of red with a couple of mates <laughs> celebrating, and and then had to be up for an eight a.m. Uh, photo shoot for Squash out in uh, Carlton. So that was a bit of a headache that morning. But um, but yeah, it was a, a pretty nice feeling just to have that all finished and done. And um, yeah, we can sort of move on now and start start afresh. Perfect. Now, what I'm always fascinated. What what happens at a photo shoot like what's your role are you actually because if you go on like your website there's not photos of you i think there should be mate yeah, yeah. you're a very photogenic <laughs> person love to take your shirt off at the gym and things yeah. like that so i don't know why you're not on your own brand's website what, what do you actually do in well, a photo you shoot? might you might actually get your wish here Dave, oh so. the big boy yeah. the people have spoken we had to get um this was for sort of djs and maya so you have to take like ecom digital shots just for the website just against a white wall and pretty basic stuff. No, no face in it. Ah. So I said, oh, okay. If there's no face in it, I'm happy to happy to uh, oblige. The rig's so, looking alright. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, out to Carlton, got the rig out, and just had to do some some uh, digital shots there for the for the new summer range, which will be very exciting. And then um, and then we had to do the kids stuff as well. So one of my friends, she has a little four year old boy, so. Brought him out. That was uh, that was good fun getting the getting the photos done. But 
Yeah, 8am after a couple of bottles of red. <laughs> so like, like the head wasn't in there, mate. Like, yeah, <laughs> a bit of steam coming off it. dusty. <laughs> um, now, obviously, uh, I've got a stat for you. I like stats, Jad. So, obviously, we nearly derailed the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I read a stat. So, there's nearly, there's over 400 million podcasts in the world. Only under 700,000 of them made it to 10 episodes. So this is episode number eight. So we are starting to get into rare air, mate. 700,000 out of 400 million. No, 4 million. Did I oh, go 400? Okay. Sorry. There might be 400 million. I was about I just, to say, 400 million is a lot of isn't bodies. It? No, 4 million. Okay, so 4 million. Feels like everyone's got a podcast these days, it does. doesn't it? it but does. not everyone gets to 10 episodes. So we're nearly there. So Let's I just say, us. keep going, you're doing really well. Spot on, spot on. <laughs> um, now, Actually, was... we forgot to mention our first guest. Oh, yes. The Wiz. The Wiz. The Wiz last night playing out on the G in front of 93,000. Did he have 20 in the first half? Uh, I, I, as I said, I was working, I was okay. listening to the radio, but I think, yeah, I think he had 22 or yeah, something. Yeah. I reckon he had 20 almost in the All first right. half. Yeah. And I reckon they might have tagged him because Steely Cybon just put on a clinic, the pies through to the through to the prelim. Um, maybe our podcast had something to do with it. Just got him in the right space, you know. I think he was already in the right space <laughs> on what we were talking about, mate. He was... Uh, now, interesting, you obviously know players from both sides. Mm. This is not going to be our footiest episode. Uh, I was talking to you about it, and you're like, I don't... Not going, don't really care. Mm. Like, and at Melbourne's where you played... Uh, two Melbourne sides, first final. Surely that gets you a little bit harder and a bit aroused. <laughs> it was not doing anything for you. Well, if I'm being completely honest. Let's please. That's what we do here. What was getting me a little bit aroused last night was The Block. Me and my housemate, we watched about 15 episodes of The Block oh. instead of the footy. And, oh, uh, Jack. And room reveals and the little granny flat out the bat, oh. back of the Hampton East uh, uh, block that was what was getting me around so actually i didn't see any of it but um <laughs> but i saw the stats and our man Steelo. so you've come with stats that you didn't watch <laughs> yeah. i was at least listening on the radio in the car on the way home and then watch the last half mm. um nah. now i i'm all for i love renovation shows like mm. 94 channel 94 the living mm. i love i just love watching even though a lot of it's americans and i don't agree with their clutter and dark colors and mm. things like that i like renovating but the block is not about renovating. They've made it into a reality show. The drama. Oh. The drama. Man, it's not married at first sight. <laughs> Stay in your lane. Just I, reveal a room. Oh, it's, it's so funny. I was actually thinking, is it, I think it's Leah, her name maybe, in this recent um, season. I, I, she has to be a paid actor, <laughs> what, actress. Like a, is she like, the, remember the TV show The Mole or something? Oh. Like try and make issues. She is drama, drama. But then I also love her too. <laughs> she's, like, she's so crazy and loopy, but like just so funny. So, and get shit done, you know. I can see like all the, the foremans and Dan and Keith, they all love her because she's sort of crazy but gets shit, shit done. So, yeah, that was my viewing last night. Would you ever go on it? I would, absolutely. Yeah. I'd love to. I actually applied once Did you? with a mate of mine over in Adelaide. Um, but looking back, we you know filmed our little... like I think the auditions these days, people are yeah, putting in paying, effort. I think they're paying someone to do yeah. it. We've just got the old <laughs> selfie on the iPhone. <laughs> yeah, look, I'd be happy to come on the block <laughs> if you'll have me. So we might have to revisit the uh, the strategy for the application video, I think. It uh, it doesn't look like a fun process. Like, no. they are getting flogged. Yeah. And if you go, like, 
I think everyone sort of assumes that you're going to go on there and make 800 grand tax free. That was the last one. No one made any money. Exactly. It'd be pretty painful, wouldn't it, if you put in six months of hard work? <sighs> on the tools for nothing. I mean, far out. That's the other thing. Like, fuck, how, what am I going to do? Like, you're a good painter, you tall. Yeah, I could, do, I could paint. Well, you I, have to paint. That's the thing. Mm, you can't pay someone to paint on the show. I could paint and do the labour work. I guess it's just everything else, any design or technical building i guess you got builders yeah to do all that you got trades to do that you just need to have good trades yeah that'd be it yeah. uh anyway there we go maybe that could be you and i mate uh, that could be shit i don't know what i'd <laughs> i'd bring i as i said i watch a lot of 97 no 94 life okay yeah we could uh well, there you go if anyone from the blocks listening and you want uh you want two larrikins and we I might get not, a bit distracted yeah but i would definitely not go on there and cause issues i just yeah, don't yeah. i think they need to go against that yeah people watch it because they love the quality that they produce yeah. not the fights or the bickering or the yeah. bitching or the like narcissistic comments and yeah. that i i it makes me i get angry watching yeah, it yeah. like and that yeah, I just, I, I can't know. have it, mate. It's sort of society, like what we're attracted to these days, isn't why? it? Why? Like, yeah, exactly. Why Why do people, why does that, but it gets the most views and oh, no. all these reality TV shows. They all do it. It's rubbish. It's, yeah. like, it's like everyone watches them. I know, but that's why I can't watch it. That's why I'd rather mm. watch 94 mm. Life, watch someone bargain front beach hunt and they just find, mm. I don't know, it's real. You're not going against, but I guess when you put people in that environment mm. that, they are fatigued, they're yeah, out of their stress, comfort zone, yeah. they're stressed. Mm. And I suppose it's a really good segue into talking about mellow. Mm. Um, when people are stressed and tired. And, the emotions oh, get the better of them. The emotions boil over. Yeah. And you can see it happening. That's oh, yeah. so interesting. Like, you can see how tired they are and then it's just like, bang, they crack. You know, everyone's got that sort of threshold of of how much stress they can take before they crack. And then they go, and then they, you know, two hours later, oh, fuck, I'm so sorry. You know? yeah. But, um, so, yeah, it's, it's interesting to watch. And I think, I guess I prefer the block to, you know, I can't watch, um, you know, the Love Islands of the World. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Because, no no um, offence if you watch that, but come yeah, on. Yeah. But I think the block, at least there is a, an element of um, reality. And, and, you know, I, I'm also so interested in property and um, renovations and you know it's um so that's sort of what brings me into it but mm. um but yeah that i guess that emotion and, and being able to control your emotions and you see some people can handle it much much better and yeah I, episode i was watching last night you know this this girl's um so one of the teams was really struggling in the first week and they their dad came and they lost their builder and all this shit and the dad came and gave him a little bit of help, and you're not allowed to do that if you know they got to. And get... that's fair enough too. Yeah, and you got to pay them exactly. Yeah. You got to pay them, and I get that. But then this girl of one of the other teams heard it, and instead of just going to them and saying, "Hey, look, you yeah. know, your dad's work like we're not allowed to get our friends in." Yeah, she's gone to every other team. Oh, yeah. oh my god, they're having this and this and. That. So then they call the big um. Oh, what do they fucking call it? Oh, the meeting meeting thing. for yeah, everyone, yeah. and she's just talking over everyone. And crack and and screaming. No, let me talk. And and then one of the guys, like they asked this guy who's just sitting there, like sort of not enjoying the conversation. <laughs> and he goes, they go, you know, what do you think? And he says, oh, look, I think you could have probably gone and talked to them first. You know, they've had a tough week. Let them know, and then we can move. Like, oh, so you just think that you know? And this girl's going off. And then for the next week, she's complaining that 
oh, he's got a problem with me. He probably hasn't thought about it once since. He probably does have a problem with you, though, because you, the way you're talking at people. Absolutely. And she's saying that he's been so rude. He came at me when pretty much all he said was, um, you're not giving anyone else a chance to explain themselves. Yeah. You're just, you know, it's just so interesting. So I think that's what, uh, mate, if we do go on the block, I think that's what I would struggle most with is dealing with the other people and the producers putting people in there that would grind your gears. <laughs> like, she would grind my gears. You after. Would, and you wouldn't be able to, you I, wouldn't be able to stay I'm quiet. I'm so much better than I used to be, Jacko. <laughs> but no, I, like, just after a while, if someone's just, it's not right, mm. I'm, I'll be the first to say something. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just, uh, I, it's not acceptable, I yeah. don't think. Mm. And sometimes people need to be told, but I'm guessing that person wouldn't, wouldn't matter if you told them or not. Yeah. They're not going to. They're not going to take any advice. No. They're not going to listen. It's no, someone else's fault. Well, because it's not them. to them, it is okay. I know. You, I know. To you, it, you, know, you see it and you go, "Nah, that's not on." But <laughs> they see it and they go, "Oh, you're not." On. You yes. Know, what you're doing? Yeah. So I suppose it'd be. I think it'd be more challenging. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Two bulls at a gate. I'll tell you that. <laughs> now, all right, let's go on. And I think um, I love these. We can just chat and talk about things, but. Um, we get some really good guests and we've got some great guests coming up. And I think it's only fair that, you know, we get to have a debrief and chat about things that we got out of it. Um, if you haven't listened to episode number seven with Mallow, uh, superstar, uh, he is a world-renowned, mindful, burnout coach, uh, just just anything to do with well-being. Um, and yeah, I've, I've known Mallow for quite a while now and very fortunate that I get to catch up with him and have chats and um, he's just a really lovely person. Uh, what I wanted to sort of speak to you about, Jack, is you were quite taken. Um, and I know when we are sitting there, there were things that you were mentioning like around, you know, when you were at Melbourne, the, um, the meditation, the mindfulness, mm-hmm. the things you were doing there that it's very easy to do, but it's also easy to get out of the habit and then not do, even though you know the benefits of it. And I'm sure people can relate to this with any facet of their life, like, you know, drinking enough water, getting enough sleep, exercising, all these things that when you're doing it, it's great and you know the benefits, but it's so easy to stop for a couple of days and then to start again. It's incredibly tough. Um, What did you get out of the chat with Mello? Uh, And I know you've already changed some things Mm. in your week, not probably Wednesday night, drinking three bottles of red. But (laughs) what what did you get out of the chat, mate? Yeah, I think um, it's interesting because I I sort of, I love that stuff so much. Um, But as you say, it's so easy to sort of let it slip when, you know, you sort of put other things ahead of it, you know, work and catching up with friends and socializing and whatever else it might be. Um, it's, it's almost like the first thing for me that goes. And then, so just to have that conversation and to realize like you, it, you have to be intentional with it. That was sort of the biggest thing that changed for me. And, um, and I, I know how much better it makes me feel. I know how much, you know, how much more calm I am when I do a meditation in the morning or, or, um, you know, and so for me, it was just about, okay, I want to start doing that again and being intentional with calming my mind and slowing down and taking things in and paying attention and not distracting myself at every turn, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, just little things that I did during the week, it was, you know, get off Instagram as much as I could, you know, 
and even still, like I was trying to do that and you still fucking... It's a know, habit. It's it a real bad habit. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I've just been deleting the app and then if I need to get it again, at least I have to go in, bring it back on and, you know. Um, I did my meditation every single night, put me to sleep, you know, this sort of pretty standard for me. But Can I, sorry to interrupt, can I ask, like, there's so many different ways mm. to meditate. Do you use like an app or like, yeah. uh, is this one go-to that really works for you? Yeah. So I, I really, I prefer like guided meditations. Like, yeah. So with Tammy Ruse, um, she used to take us through and she'd sort of, we'd do breathing. So like, you know, breathe in for what, 10, 10, 10. And it sort of gets you just in this beautiful like rhythm. And then, you know, she might take you through a body scan or something like they're sort of my favorites. So I found one, I've got a few from her, which I still listen to. And then I've just got on the breathe app. Yeah. And um, there's just this one that I pretty much list. I put on every night when I go to bed. And it's sort of like it sets me. It's like a that's when I'm going to sleep, you know. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's just this guy. It's sort of 30 minutes, I think. And, you know. That's, I, a, that's a long meditation. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, I'm, I'm asleep by the end. Like, yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard the end of it for, for a long time. It's so. a nice way to be, though. It's good, yeah. Because there's so many, there's so many apps, you know, like Breathe, there's Calm, yeah. Headspace I use for a while, yeah. Um, which is great. There's so many options mm. out there, uh, but again, when you've got too many options, it can be quite daunting yeah. sometimes. And like people, where do you start? Yeah, so, I mean, so I, I, that's why I'm mm. just interested to see personally. Yeah. Um, and again, I talk about this a lot. If you've actually felt something, experienced it, mm. like what you did when you were first exposed to Tammy, mm. that's the one you go back to because yes. you know what it's like. It's, it's, you know, and that's why people need to, if you haven't, these apps might not work for you, go mm. to an actual meditation place or something and, and see what they do and feel it. And mm. then you're probably going to get more inkling of what will work for you. And it's funny, once you get that feeling of what works, I don't want to leave. Like, yeah. I just, I'm yeah. such a creature of habit. Like, I listen to this one at night, same one every single night. Yep. And then, you know, Tammy, if I'm doing one sort of during the day. Um but then another thing that I absolutely love doing and, and, you know, Mello sort of reminded me of it and it brought me back, like, is like these float tanks that I, I used to do all the time. And um, it was years ago, like before I went to Adelaide, I used to do probably one every week, one every two weeks. Um, and I just remember like walking out of those things and just being so clear in the mind and calm and happy. And, and I just went away from it. So I got back on that this week. Went and did a 90-minute uh, float tank at um, Beyond Rest in Paran, and it is just the most beautiful feeling coming out of it. Um, sort of just all your your mess in your head is just gone, you know, afterwards. And I think for some people it is pretty difficult, but I, I just I just love it sitting there and, and letting go for, for 90 minutes. Um, is that because you've got no distractions because there's nothing in there besides you? Exactly. You, like, so you're physically forced to allow that to occur? Yeah. And I think, like, it's funny because I think, you know, I think I've got a pretty busy mind, but I love, I can do that really easily, whereas some people really struggle with it because they've got so many thoughts on. And then, yeah. whereas for me, it's like once I set myself, I give myself that time, it's, I, I'm, it's fine. It's easy to just stop and stop thinking and, but it's sort of just, it's making that intention as we mm. spoke about. And once once I do that, I'd get so much benefit out of it because I am probably nonstop all the time to actually stop and slow down for a bit. It, it gives me so much energy um, coming out the other end. So, you know, so yeah. it's uh, And with that too, like 
no one's going to do any of this for you. Mm. Like we all talk about it. And if you listen to Mello's episode, like you're like, yeah, I agree with that. And, but you've actually got to make the time and do it. Yeah. And you've got to be consistent with that. It's not something you just do once a month or you've got to be doing constant things mm. to get the benefits. Uh, and a great analogy is like, I always use it. Like when you fill up a car, some days you don't just put in apple juice or water into it. You're always giving it petrol. You're giving it what it needs. You know, and our bodies are the same. Mm. You know what works for you and what works for you will be different than what I need. Yeah. But you've got to find that and that's what you've got to give to yourself. Yeah. And if it's not if you're not consistent with it, and the car is a great analogy. If you don't put in petrol, you're not going to go anywhere, yep. you know. And then uh, that affects you, not anyone else. But then it flows onto relationships and everything else in your life. Yeah. Um. It's a nice little segue. I know you've been listening. That you've just completely changed. You listen to a lot of podcasts <laughs> now. Every day I see you, like I've got this new podcast. I listen to this. I'm like. Far out, Jack. You buddy giving me anxiety here. <laughs> I think I was a bit of a late bloomer on the podcast train and now I'm going berserk. <laughs> but yeah, listen to um, The School of Greatness. So Lewis Howes. Lewis Howes, yep. And um, Sadia Khan, I think her name was. And I just, I don't know, I just loved it. Obviously going through my own relationship journey and blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, I just found it's, there was so many interesting points I guess, you know, we could get into it. We yeah, well, probably... give, give, me, give me a couple. I think that's uh, the whole point about this. And like mm. we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, just chatting here mm. is really soothing and beneficial for us as human beings. Yeah. But then other people hopefully get something out of it too. Yeah. So, okay. oh, mate, I'm always looking to improve yeah. my relationship. <laughs> I think you should be. Yeah. You never settle. Yeah. You know? Well, I guess there was a few points, you know, just in like today's world, how except like with dating apps and all the rest of it, how we all just think there's so many options and and so too many options. Yeah. As I said before about you've got too many options. Yeah. It scares people. Yeah. And and you just and then also you have like a higher opinion of yourself because you sort of think, oh, you know, I can just go to the next one or I'll just try the next I mean for me it's like I, I sort of you know, I sort of uh, really related to that because I was like like I've always been a bit scared of like commitment and you know settling because it's like oh what how do you know that that's the one or whatever but they she sort of spoke about how you know like make having that commitment and responsibility is a really good thing for mm-hmm. your life and it can give give you that discipline that actually in, instead of seeing that as like a a restraint or yeah, like yeah, a yeah. chore spin it around as a positive spin it around yeah. as a positive and it sort of fucking hit me I was like oh man like. That's such a good point because I've always seen it as a negative or looked at it as a negative. And so then when I get into that situation, I freak out or whatever. Whereas, you know. Is that uh, like have you been through a breakup or something that's caused that? Mm. Or have you just always felt like, I don't know, that unease or like what's going to happen when I commit? Yeah, yeah. I think it's like, you know, as they speak about in the podcast too, it's like childhood stuff too. It's sort of like your parents and you know, um, I guess like dad grew up a pretty conservative sort of environment and then, you know, found mum and pretty much the only sort of woman he's been with. And so I think he sort of, as a kid, he would tell me, you know, get out and try it. Like probably okay. do the opposite to okay, what he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. You know, try and be with as many as you can. And then he also, it's like, you know, he did make an emphasis of like, the girl you end up with is so important because it's, you know, so big. It's almost like be careful, like make sure yeah. you get the perfect. Per- During I, that pre- like so much pressure that because no one's perfect. Yes, like, exactly. So, so, but do you think like 
with him best intentions in heart yep. that he just wanted to make you aware and do everything he could to set you up on the other way and you've taken it as like far out how am i going to find that person absolutely and then i'd get super picky because i'd say oh there's one little thing that i don't like maybe it's like oh no she can't be the right one yeah you know because i'm yeah i've been sort of trained to think that you've got to find the perfect person that's not going to create any drama in your life because then you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so would you look for reasons for them not to be? Probably, like, yeah. subconsciously. Instead yeah. of saying, wow, they're amazing, they tick all these boxes, yeah. oh, but they do this. Yeah. Or, exactly, mm. exactly. How do you um, change that? Fuck. <laughs> Job for my psychist. <laughs> <laughs> um... But then, yeah, there was this other point in the in the pod that she spoke spoke about. It was like, um, fuck, what was it? Um, cooperation or compet or competition, and it was like, you know, why you it, like so many couples they sort of go against what their partner wants or needs. You know, if you really care about your partner and their well being, or and you know, if they're anxious instead of, or if they've got issues or if they're tired or um, why didn't you speak to me yesterday? Instead of sort of being like, oh, well, you know, I was busy. Like, yeah, fuck yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. It's like, if you really care about them and you want to help them, oh, sorry, I didn't realize that. Um, I'll call you in 10 minutes. You know, I'll give you a call quickly. Like, even if you might realize like, oh, you know, that wasn't my issue or that was I wasn't doing it intentionally, but like, Instead of, yeah, it's just like that cooperation is your first thought of like wanting to help your partner and how they're feeling, even if you might not agree with how it's coming across or whatever. I found that really interesting. And she sort of spoke about like, if you're in competition and oh, he told me, and she speaks about, oh, you know, he didn't want me to post these bikini pics, so I'm going to post 50 bikini pics and yeah. get all this attention. If and she's if you if you're doing that, why are you together? Like, because yeah. you're going at each other, yeah. And it's torture. It's like, or you know, if if yeah, it's like if you ask, oh, that I don't really feel good about that, or you know, whatever it might be, and they go against it, and it's like, and you you both sort of just trying to create this drama. Um, so I found that sort of an interesting topic, and you know, and it's like, yeah, if you really do care about someone and love them then you, of course you're going to want to make their life better aren't yeah you? i think it comes back to being self-aware because mm. you just get in like daily grind and it's not the intentionally doing it but uh yeah i don't know it comes back to the point that you made a couple of weeks ago about uh walking in someone else's shoes you know that that empathy yeah. uh, it's so easy to say it but you know when you're with the same person and you see them all the time little things slowly grind your gears yeah but you're making that about yourself. Like, and I, I just think that's the biggest thing I've been working on, and, and I still am. It's This is a work in progress, but just try and understand that my partner's not me mm. and I'm not my partner. We both need different things, and if something they need isn't what I need, that's that, that's fine. Yeah. It's not about me, Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. so hard. But it's hard. And yeah. It's- that intention again. Yes. It's like you have to train it. You have to practice it. And and you be aware. Be aware. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. And then I guess the only other um, topic that sort of, you know, I guess I, I related to, or there was a couple, but um, the fear of commitment and like 
thinking you have all these choices actually leads to like loneliness rather mm. than the opposite, you know? Yeah. Um, which was interesting. And then the other one, it was like in today's world, like men feel like finance, like their job is to be financial, like financially support someone. And that's like their biggest attraction sort of thing. But if you, if that's how you lead with a girl or if that's how you try and impress, that's the kind of woman you're going to attract. Mm. Whereas, you know, I think we all want connection and deep intimacy and yeah. and love and care rather than than that sort of shit. But, but so many men today think that that's their value. Mm. Um, Is it easier to think that's your value? And I know I used to do this mm. because you can always measure it. You can mm. always put a number on it. You can always prove that mm. whereas being empathetic being present yeah being grateful being kind yeah being loving for yourself and for your partner mm. you can't measure that so where's that for your ego mm. in a way yeah i don't know like because yeah. a lot of those things it's but it shouldn't be about you but it is you know i make this i do that yeah that's you're making that about yourself again yeah and i know i know i've done i do it a lot is like oh, i can you know, I feel like that, you know, yeah, being fortunate enough to play, you know, make a bit of money playing footy and whatnot. And so then it's like, oh, I can do that for people and I can help. And, and But it's, it is, as you say, it's an ego thing. It's like, mm. oh, I can pay for that. That's how I feel like I've got value to you yeah. and that's how you're going to like me. And it sort of just hit a chord with me. I was like, fuck, like, if you're doing that, you know, that's what you're going to attract. It's yeah. like, Instead of, and if someone's impressed by that, you know, you probably don't that's want to, the wrong, exactly. you don't want to be impressing that person. Exactly. Because so. then they start expecting, yep. like, and this, it, this isn't just a partner, this is friendships. Yes. You know, and that's where if you're with somebody that expects something from you yep. and it's not a two-way street, it's yep. like giving and service. It's not like you never keep score. Yep. Like, oh, Jackie bought me a coffee yesterday, yep. so I have to buy it today. You do something for somebody else because you generally want to, yeah. and you walk away. The moment you're keeping score about anything, yeah. or you're expecting something, now I used to do that for years. I'd be like, I paid for dinner last time I went out with this person, yeah. and so the whole time I'm having dinner with them, the I'm next like, next time you're like, you better pay. You well, better. I'm just like thinking, yep, they're going to pay today. They, they will say it. Like, and you wreck the experience yeah. because you're so worried about. This stupid thing that you're keeping score. If you're so worried about it, don't even allow that to occur in the first place. Yeah. Um, but mm. yeah, it's really funny. So when you were listening to that, um, did you realize like, oh, I do that? Like, yeah. there was a bit of a, like an aha moment. Absolutely, with so much of it too. Mm. Like, and that's why I love. I just love listening to fucking podcasts and hearing these these sort of really clever people because they just articulate it so well. I think obviously they're been doing it for years and years but but yeah it was um you know just listening to it I, and then i ended up sending it to a bunch of friends my dad you know um just to get their opinions too to see if you know are we on the same page yeah. or are we different like do we see it so differently or um what was but, the feedback um dad sort of sends me this you know you can't really see this but he sends me this whole right, sort right, of... you're an essay. <laughs> I thought that was a message I sent you a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> but, you know, Dad, being the religious man he is, he sort of somehow brought it back to, you know, um, brought it back to uh, religion and... But, um, 
what does he say here? I don't know. I'm sure he'll be fine when he's talking about this. Relationships are difficult because people are complicated. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> um, I thought they explained various behaviours really well in the modern context, i.e. narcissism. Look at me. I should be able to do whatever I like, plus the difficulties. Difficulties, re like they talked a lot about porn and addiction, and you can just get whatever you want, and yeah. you know, and that satisfaction that you can just get takes away from intimacy and connection and blah blah blah. Um, yeah, and then he sort of uh, where is he? Many of the suggestions they were nominating as good can be taken from Christian teachings and the biblical wisdoms. For 50 plus years and maybe always, people have railed against these conservative old time values because the primacy of the individual is the focus of modern society. It's all about me, what I want, what I think, rather than having concern for some someone other than yourself. Jesus was asked which was the most important of all commandments and he replied with, to God with all your heart, body and mind and to love your neighbour as much as yourself. And I just thought that was sort of you know, it's a good lesson to sort of have. and It uh, it doesn't matter, I don't feel, like where you get that view from. Yeah. And if religion's your way that you need to do it, not a problem. Yeah. If listening to a podcast is a way to do it, that there's no right or wrong way to do it. And that's why there's so many options with religion and beliefs and yeah. everything like that. Um, it's just a different way of saying it. I wouldn't say it like that. And I know you don't either, exactly. but essentially the message is very similar to what you were coming across with. Yeah, yeah, correct. So yeah, that was it. Was it was good? It was interesting, and you know, it was funny. Dad asked me like, "How much? How much do you um, when you're listening to it? How much do you relate it to yourself? And how much are you thinking about it with other? Or he sort of said with you know maybe me and your mum, or yeah. how much do you think about other relationships? And that was an interesting. It's a great question. Yeah, because like, and I thought about. It, I was like, it's probably sort of ninety five percent myself, really. Mm. Like I'm. I'm listening to it, analyzing it in, and putting my own life to it. And then probably, you know, the five, 10% I think about, and then I said, it's probably even, I think about ex-partners or yeah. people I've been with. Um, and then maybe like just his opinion on it all as well. But yeah, it's probably more, you know, I guess you're thinking about yourself and how you relate to it. Yeah, but with that, I think if you can change things about yourself, then yes, that relates to relationships as well because those changes you're making are to better yourself, yep. which betters you as a partner, friend, family member, anybody yep. because you're self-aware yep. of these different things. Um, if you're trying to change a relationship and not change yourself, that doesn't work. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And and then the only other thing they spoke about as well, which I, f I just think is so, yeah, I agree with so much, is like your childhood affects, you know... Um, affects you so much as the per and in relationships and you know we if you have like severe childhood trauma it's not like the be all and end all but it comes through big time unless and unless you've done a shitload of work on mm. it and you know the person you end up with um, yeah their their childhood has a huge impact on them in relationships and who they are and so I found that pretty interesting because I've always thought like you you know I would say for me like the reason I'm able to be the person I am and uh, positive and and upbeat and, and grateful and all that is you know because from when I was five to 
13, I reckon, like I was just loved and cared for and had a great upbringing and my dad and mom just, you know, filled me with confidence and care and love and, you know, I was in a great environment. I had no, you know, there was no sort of abuse or trauma or this or that. Um, you know, I was had a very stable sort of upbringing and I, I think that carries through so much. Like, um, yeah. It de- oh, it definitely does. Mm. Um, and the thing is, we're very, very fortunate in that aspect because a lot of people aren't. Mm. They don't get that luxury of being a kid, being loved, valued, treasured, mm. you know, and given those life skills that you need to be able to deal with whatever life throws at you. Yeah. You know, they're already starting behind the eight ball. And I think that's a really interesting point when you are finding a friend or a partner or something like that. These are things you don't know. Mm. You can't ask them, oh, what was it like from six till 12? Yeah. Like, do you know, did you have any Straight trauma? Was Like, these are things that come out afterwards. Yeah. Um, and that's it's just the way life is, and I suppose. And um, some people are aware of that and they don't have the best upbringing, but they do things about it to make the change so that it's not going to be a recycle event. But at the end of the day, that's not what some people do and that's their choice as well. Mm. Um, but I suppose, yeah, that's where I feel, particularly I think about this a lot, having two boys, uh, that's the biggest thing I can do is give them everything they need, like you've just mentioned mm. and like I had, um, so that they can have a great life because it is really dictated to how they grow up and what they do mm. from what Bri and myself give them. Mm. You know, it's not giving them the best clothes and mm. best education and it's giving them all those things that, you know, don't have a money value. Like we spoke about before, like not paying for things, but teaching them the values yeah. that will allow them to have a really good life, you know, not feel lonely, feel connected, know how to, yeah. co- know how to communicate, know how to understand, know how to be there for people. Yeah. All that, these things that you can't buy. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's the problem. You know, parents want to buy yeah. courses and do all these different things to get their kid, but it just comes down to exactly what Mello said, just being present. Yeah. Yeah. Just put your phone away. Whoever you're with, be present. For them to know that you're there for them no matter what. Yep. No matter what they do, yep. like they're going to make fucking hit, shit, shitload of mistakes and, you know, but for them to know that they've got you and Bree and, like, at their back no matter what, yeah. you know, fuck, I've done some stupid shit in my life and the first people that are there to support me, and it's not an easy year, it's not like, oh, no matter what you do is fine and we love you and blah, 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 you're perfect. It's like, nah, like, you, you know time to have a look at yourself and change some things, but we fucking, we're here for you. We love you yeah. no matter what. And, you know, I've, my darkest times in my life, my both my parents are just there yeah. no matter what. And I know that. I, I know that, you know, and, and yeah, it's it's hard for me to, uh, to like, I've spoken to, you know, I've got friends and had partners and whatnot. That's not the case. Like, no. their parents are the ones that cause them stress yeah. and anxiety. And, oh, she doesn't. Mum's fucking does this, doesn't love me, or she's hate you know hates me. This I'm like fuck. How can I yeah, go- imagine going through those dark days and not having him there? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's so. where you're so lucky. I I think about this a bit, and obviously I've got two loving parents. So do you, and they've been very. We're very fortunate. We're the lucky ones. Everyone's lucky, but um, I think about it a lot that they didn't have mobile phones mm. when we were growing up, mm. so they were present. Like I just. Uh, every time I see my phone, I know it's a trap and I'm so aware of it, but yeah. we still gravitate to it. Yeah. 
I, I just think that's the biggest issue we're going to find, not only with generations coming up, but future generations is finding ways to make that not a distraction because every time you're looking at that screen, you've got a kid looking at you that they know that you're not looking at them yeah. or giving their attention. Yeah. Uh, I'm aware of it, but I'm still so bad at it. Yeah. Oh, that's like what we spoke about with Mallow. It's like phones. I honestly think phones are the worst. And I'm I'm so bad at it. Yeah, we all are. Uh, like it was on the podcast too. It was like you can be sitting next to next to your partner on the couch, but you're both on your phones millions of miles away. Cause yeah. You, you know, you're, you're off looking at this and that, you know, and you're not even in the same, you're, you're a meter apart from each other, but you're fucking miles apart, you know. Um, and if your kid's there seeing that and if your kid's like, you know, all your kid wants is love and attention and, you know, but we're just right there and our phone completely. Have you seen that video of the guy who's, and his kid comes walking in and he's on the couch and his kid grabs his coffee, like hot coffee off the table, like this little 12 month, two month, two year old kid, yeah. grabs it off the table, walking around with the coffee and the bloke's just on his phone, like <laughs> haven't, hasn't seen anything, pours the coffee out just on the carpet, still doesn't see anything and then finally... You know, it's like, it's crazy just how much attention our phones take oh, away. Oh, but that's the problem. Mm. Like, and it, I just feel when people are so distracted, it doesn't matter where you are, you're not doing it right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we, and we know that. And yes. we can say that here. I oh, know. And yet. We're still on our phones. <laughs> the next minute, bang. But that'd be like. Six if we're, hour screen time. Yeah, that'd be, if we're doing this, like, or you're doing something, if you've got to do it right, you can't be on your phone. Mm. It's like when I see people in meetings or... You know, you catch up for a coffee and like they're checking their phone or they're distracted. Yeah. Just put it away. You're not that important. What When we're growing up, we didn't have that. Mm. Our parents didn't have that. They're fine. Mm. You need to be contactable 100% of the time. Yeah. Anyway. But now, I mean, now the kids, like they're get, growing up with it at 10 oh, no. years old. I oh, know. You know, and we had them at 18. Well, I had it at, you know, 17, 18. That was when I got started. Thank God. <laughs> like, and now it's sort of at 10, they've got, you know, these phones that they can find anything on and send photos to everyone and do you know it's like, yeah fuck. it's a different world though and that like we need to be aware of that because it's not going anywhere no, exactly. but again you've got to be aware of your intentions i suppose and mm. um yeah mellow really made me just think about I, I think that's when you have a podcast or a guest or something hopefully it strikes a chord with people and um i know you know that episode did on a different front for both of us mm. um which is really important what about next week? Next week we have uh, James Greenshields. Now, I uh, I introduced you to James and I gave you his story. Uh, I don't want to give it all away, but uh, he's a super impressive man. Um, we might get uh, my dad and uh, Dale Wright on the podcast one day, but uh, they've run a program in Shepparton called Talking Straight for 25 years now where um, they open it up to men. It's 13 weeks and you have to commit for 13 weeks. It's once a week and they do trips and things like that. And essentially they're just saving, they've saved, you know, countless men's lives, you know, that are suicidal or going through really hard times and that brotherhood of, and it's a really well-planned course and things like that. Anyway, as part of that, they get guest speakers in. Um, and dad, I always talk to dad about it. Um, any good speakers? And he goes, oh, this is a few years ago. We had this uh, James Greenshields, and he, he's been on a few times now and um, to speak to him and things like that. And his story is incredible. And anyway, I've been fortunate enough to chat with him a lot and have him present on my platform and different things like that. And he, 
super impressive man. And I know you're very uh, excited to chat with him as well. <laughs> oh, you, you sent me the, the podcast that you did with him in, in Energetic Radio and it's going to be very interesting for me. I mean, I, I just loved that podcast. I loved listening to him. I think I'm very different yeah. to, like, to him. And that might be an interesting one for me because I sort of, a few of the things it's like I sort of listened to and I was like, oh, I don't agree with that or I don't, but that's how he's grown up. That's his experience. He's grown up in this military environment. And, yeah. and I sort of fight against that because I'm like, because oh, I'm so different to that. Or, <laughs> do you know what I mean? No, I do. Um, I, well, I don't, I, I don't, I don't mm. get the military. I understand we need to have military. Mm. I just don't understand why anyone in the world, why can't we just all, yeah. <laughs> why do we waste so much money on But But then again. But if you did, yeah. Yeah, but then he's protecting and so and I respect that as well. Absolutely. You know? and, I, and I respect that side of it. It's, it's just more to understand the culture and, the, you know, because for, even for him, he said he was angry and he was, and he sort of gets out of it and, you know, it'd be great to speak to him next week, but I'm looking forward to, um, to, yeah, just, and, I guess the other thing I loved was how he's so he was so structured and intelligent in my like from just listening to him it seemed like he was so smart in what he was saying and I think that almost comes from educating himself yeah. so that's what I really want to understand is like he was able to change his mindset and his behaviors through educating himself and finding out why all this stuff was happening and why he was thinking this way and why he was feeling this way so it'd be interesting to see, you know, just asking a bit deeper on that and how he, how he got into it, what he, you know, yeah. And it, uh, yeah. it it's really lovely what they're doing, him uh, and his wife, Christy, now around, uh, you know, educating and helping people be resilient, all these mm. different things through his courses and obviously his lessons he's learned in life. Yeah. Um, so again, I think, yes, we will not only get an incredible story, got um, blown up by a tank and mm. like just, crazy like mm. had a hundred people under him in the army and like a, a mental story but yeah. then how he has just changed his life and now he's helping others uh it's, he's a very very impressive man and very grateful to have him on the show the other thing i loved how he how open he was talking about his really struck like struggling times he's obviously just he's been able to deal with it he's not hiding it away or not yeah he wasn't proud of it and whatever but I think because he's done so much work on himself and he's come through, he's able to talk about that stuff so openly because he knows it's he's done the work on it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I love that on the potty. So pumped. Yes, pumped. It's Bring great. It on. Very good. So if you didn't listen to last week's show with Mello, um, very good just for just information, but also just taking things that you can do for yourself to improve any aspect of your life. And uh, I suppose get excited for next week. Uh, I'm pumped for uh, have James on the show, and I know you are as well, Jacko. So well done again on your uh, selling your house, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Keep Thanks. sending in those uh, suggestions of, of guests where ears are open. They are. One of mine is. Olive oil still dripping out. <laughs> <laughs>